guys welcome back to the three bagger podcast i know we've been uh, gone for a little bit um but we are back now um, i'm here with my co-host nick frieri um our other co-host uh ryan stamsky is going to be out today um he's got some festivities that he's uh doing and wasn't able to record but he'll definitely be uh back on for the next one so nick yep. uh, how's it going how's the last like month been for you it's been good man it's good uh glad we're able to get Back in the thick of things here, a lot of things have been going on when we haven't been able to quite update it. But back here in California, excited to be back here on the uh, West Coast, uh, loving those 10 a.m. football games. So um, looking forward to uh, getting in to see uh, what's going on in baseball. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. So we'll go right into it at this point. Um, so we're going to start out with our awards review. So a while back when we recorded episode three, um, we all put in uh, guesses on, I believe it was coach of the year, MVP, rookie of the year, and manager, or we already said coach of the year. And what was the other one? Cy Young, you're right. Cy Young, yep, yep. So just as a review of this, um, me, Evan, I got every single one of them correct somehow. I was not expecting it. I made a couple of risky picks, but I guess they turned yeah. out and they were 100%. So, I mean, yeah, that's just crazy. Uh, any no, thoughts, definitely, definitely. I mean, I I remember listening back at the podcast and just hearing you pick and like hearing some of my analysis on them. Like, wait a minute, like I did some really good things about your picks, and then I made different picks. So I'm a little upset about myself making different picks after provide some great analysis on your picks. But hey, Mr. Perfect over here, I'm great <laughs> right up there with a uh, Roy Holiday, you know, pitching a no hitter in the playoffs. Uh, the way Evan went a no here, but you know. Like I said, I'm I'm, re- I'm ready for the next contest. See how I do, and uh, once again, congratulations, Evan, on Mr. Perfect out here in the awards predictions. Thank you very much. Yeah, you were given a ton of good analysis for me. I think I honestly stole one or two picks from you, and then you just went an opposite, you know, 180 the other way. I think it was Devin Williams. I was like, Dude, I, that, I really don't think he's gonna win, but we're gonna go with it. Yeah. And you were like, yeah, yeah, I think so too, and then went with somebody else. I forgot who it was, but um, yeah. Mr. Perfect. Yeah. Crazy. Mr. Perfect, yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, the big thing of this episode is going to be our um, free agent preview. So I know that free agency has been going on for a while now, but um, only 12 of ESPN's rated top 124 free agents have actually signed. So there's it's still gotta be plenty like, of good – what's that? Yeah. It's got to be like less than like 100 batting average. Like that's, even, that's even a terrible batting average for pitchers right there. That's that's not good in my opinion yeah. for the sport of baseball. Yeah, no. I mean, it's it's looking like it was two years ago when uh, Harper and Machado signed during, you know, spring training, and it was just the big baseball freeze. And obviously we know it's because of, you know, coronavirus and its effect on the scheduling and uh, no fans and everything. It has, you know, caused a ton of um, lost money in the industry of baseball. So owners are definitely going to be more stingy and just, you know, limit who they sign, uh, except for the Mets, I'd assume, with Steve yeah, Cohen, yeah, their, yeah. their new owner. Yeah, they're they're, they're going to go for it. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how it works out, but they they, they have a plan. They're going to – whoever wants to come and uh, come there, they're going to give them big money. So just a matter yeah. of 
who they will side, but they're definitely going to go for it. So be, that will definitely be an interesting team to watch. I definitely expect their name to come up a few times when we go through our position-by-position position review. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I honestly think out of the top, I mean, how I'd say there's like probably four or five like premier free agents. I say they get like three of them. Like yeah. I, I think they get – we'll go into a position-by-position position analysis, but just like – very briefly as a preview, I think they will either trade for Lindor, they will either sign Bauer, and then I think they sign one of LeMahieu or Springer. Yeah. Just broad. Yeah. Um, we know they're out of the running for JT Realmuto because of they signed James McCann. Yep. I, I did not see McCann getting that much money. I know he's been oh, no. solid, solid, solid over the years, especially with the um, – with the Astros, but I guess that that's, it's, it's definitely a guy you could not imagine a couple of years ago being able to get probably top top 10 catcher money from from there. But like I said, we said earlier, the, the Mets are going to spend money. They, they may overpay, but hey, this is a team in a big market that's tired of being the second brother of the Yankees and, and they're ready to spend and see what they can do for next year. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they still will be second fiddle to the Yankees. The Yankees will always find a way to be better because the Mets are the yep. Mets. But okay. <laughs> All right, so let's get into our position-by-position position analysis here. Um, so what this is going to be is Nick and I have kind of gone through and chosen and kind of looked at the lists and, have, like I said, chosen a player who we think is going to pretty much the top at that position and where he's going to sign. So we'll get right into that right now. Nick, uh, I'll have you start on all these. So the catcher position, who's your um, top guy? I think this one's pretty obvious and will be the same. Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm glad you're starting out here so I don't sound like an idiot when I give a name. But, yeah, I think it's going to be pretty <laughs> obvious here. JT Realmuto started his career pretty solid with the, with the, with the uh, Marlins, then went over to Phillies spent a couple of years there. And like I said, I, I think he's definitely a top catcher, uh, an all-star who, who could definitely pretty rarely not a lot of catchers have a good bat and he's one of them. So I think it's definitely a position changing to have a catcher who can actually have a solid bat. So I could definitely see him being a middle lineup guy on a solid team and maybe even elevate a team that's just outside the playoffs to a playoff. So I, I'd not, I'd definitely see him as a top five batter and also easily the top catcher available. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm agreeing with you on that. There's really no dispute. He was the top option coming in. I think he's honestly one of the top just in the free agent class in general because it just you don't get catchers with his offensive production and, you know, great defense all of the time. Um, is it out of this world to say that maybe Toronto picks him up? Because I think I, they're willing I, to spend some money. It will be interesting to see. I haven't heard anything with Toronto. I mean, that's an interesting name. Uh, it wasn't my expecting name I was hearing out, but I, I, I would go there. I mean, awesome. I think another team you could look at here is maybe a team. Maybe I think maybe the Astros go out. They're thinking they could use mm-hmm. another solid catching option. I think they could be send some money. So it's just a matter of what they're going to do with Springer. But I think a team to watch here would definitely be the Astros. Yeah, no, that's a great pick. I mean, I, I didn't really even think of Houston, but – I mean, yeah, if they can grab him and upgrade to that position, I mean, that's been one of their only weak positions throughout this, you know, quote-unquote yeah. dynasty, cheating dynasty that they've had. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, I wouldn't call it a dynasty really just because. Yeah. They only won one so far, but like I said, that's, that's one position they could definitely upgrade into. 
Not yeah. I I would I'd I'd cry for a little bit if they signed him, but I I I could see it happening. So it's definitely the one to watch. Uh, just in terms of timetable, I think we won't, probably won't see a deal for the middle two. I think it's gonna be probably one of the last big games to go. I'd say maybe February be my prediction. Got any thoughts on this, Evan? I, I agree with you. I think it's going to be similar to the Harper Machado where they're going to sign just ridiculously late and like way later than people think of. I think he will be one of the last, like some of the other top guys I think will sign a little bit earlier and he'll kind of wait out the market and see, you know, what Springer gets, what Bauer gets and yeah. try to, you know, fashion a deal, even though the different positions, you know, fashion a deal inside of those parameters. Um, the reason I say Toronto is just because like they're looking to spend money. They've already been linked to Springer. They really don't have that good of a catcher. And if you throw real Muto, who's still pretty young into that core with, you know, Kevin Biggio and Vlad jr. And Lourdes Gurriel, yeah. and, you know, they already have Hinjin Ryu. And if they get, you know, a couple other pitchers along with Nate Pearson, yeah. I mean, that's going to be a pretty good team. Um, so we'll see what happens with JT real Muto. Um, first base, uh, what do you got for that? I, I've looked at this and there really aren't that many big first basemen out there this year. Yeah, I can agree. I can't really think, I can, no name really comes to mind. Uh, when this, this like thinking my top of my head, uh, I'll go with any, I'll, I'm perfectly good with any name you've got going out of here for Evan. Yeah. So I've, I, I was looking at a ESPN list and the top listed ones that they have are Carlos Santana, Osdrubal Cabrera. Mitch Moreland, Eric Thames, Renato Nunez, and CJ Crone. Uh, you got yeah. like Logan Morrison and Charlie Culberson down at the end of that list. I mean, yeah, none of those are really that's so I'm actually looking now. Carlos Santana signed yeah. with the Royals. Uh two year deal. Yeah, so I so yeah, yeah he, none of those are significant. Yeah, so I'm 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 cool with the thing. We're we're trying to go this my position, but it doesn't really look like Really, there's really no game changers, I'd say, here. The first base position, just from the names you listed off. Um, there could be some solid options I could bring up at the end of the lineup, but I'm not really seeing a name here that really make an impact for a team to really get up into the next level. I don't, I don't see anybody here getting over I, – I, I can safely say there, there's no way here that can get over 12 million AV uh, based on the names you've listed so far. Yeah, um, so we'll kind of gloss over that one. No real, like you said, difference makers. Um, we'll move on to second base. I think this one is clear as catcher, honestly. Um, what do you got for second base? Yeah, definitely, Evan. I think it's actually one of your favorite players, too. Uh, DJ LeMay, he would probably clear overall second base. He really did kind of blossom into a, a top-tier second baseman when from even from uh, Colorado over to uh, the Yankees. It's kind of a bit of a surprise. Like, people might be good at just taking it at the next level, and he's somebody who's really good command a maybe a hundred million plus uh, salary. So we need to see what the market's gonna be like for him. Yeah, I mean the guy got MVP votes this year, and yeah. I know he's listed as second base, but he can also play a real good first base and occasionally yeah. third. So the guy's yeah. versatile, like you said. He just he blossomed into a perennial superstar with New York. Um, you're you're correct. He is one of my favorite players on the team now, just because he. Yeah. really balances out the entire lineup. You see the guys like Stanton and Judge and Voigt who are all, you know, home run strikeout guys most of the time. And LeMahieu just balances that out and just pounds hits with runners in scoring position. Doesn't necessarily hit for that much power, but can provide it when you need it. And just 
his timely hitting is off the charts. I don't know if there's a better player in the league that is more timely with guys just on base than him or just in a big situation when you need it. He always comes yeah. through. So, yeah, I think LeMahieu is the top second base option. I think he goes back to New York. I've heard lots of buzz about it. But I have also been seeing reports that the Mets and Blue Jays are interested in it. And the Yankees are also, I know, like 25 mil apart with him. So if the Yankees fail to come to their senses and, you know, pay the guy the extra 20 mil or the extra year, I heard that it was that he wants. um, I think the Mets and the Blue Jays could possibly sneak in there, especially the Mets. Yeah, definitely. Um, but let's, let's pull up a quick uh, MLB Trevor's article. They actually have him li- linked to the Blue Jays. Uh, kind of their evaluation right now, they got four years, 68 mil. So I think that's kind of a fair value for them. And like you said earlier, if the Blue Jays are, are a team willing to spend, I can definitely see them going off there. Uh, right now, I believe they still, they're still paying Josh Donaldson. So that could, uh, could, could, could sort of wrench a little bit. And also, I got some money on review. But this team's serious about spending money. I know they're trying to get a ballpark down in the future in a couple of years, so this could really go help a long way being able to secure LeMayu. But, but based on that information, I definitely think he will stay in either in, in the AL East or go over to the NL East. So I, I perfectly want to lock that in that he will be part of either the AL East or NL East next year. All right. We got the Mets and the Yankees. We'll see who wins. <laughs> um, we'll move on to shortstop next. Um no, like, superstars, but solid players, definitely. One of yeah. probably your favorite players the last couple, you know, yep. years, yep. Marcus Semien, I think, is the top guy there. And I think him paired with Didi Gregorius and Andrelton Simmons, yep. I mean, those three yep. are guys that aren't going to make, you know, yep. 100 mil. But, yep. you know, I could see them making, like, 20 or 30 on, like, a couple year, yep. like, two or three year deal and Bad being, one. you know, very solid defenders and, you know, with Gregorius and Semyon definitely making a difference with the bat, maybe towards the bottom of the lineup. Yeah, definitely. Like I said, those are, those are guys, especially Simeon, his last couple of years has really turned out to be a great defensive shortstop. Um, his numbers dipped a lot this year, so that could be something a little concerning. From starting when he finished third in the MVP vote in 2019, his numbers did dip in 2020. It was kind of a weird season. I'll be to see how that affects. I could definitely – I know his agent has pushed to say, oh, he's a $100 billion player, but that's not going to be likely to happen. Uh, just based on uh, from what I hear, um, I think a deal could happen with the A's. It would have to be on the lower end, just based on they did they did uh, elect not to give him the uh, the one-year for $18 million uh, deal. The, so um, I'd say pro- offer, right? yeah, the qualifying offer. Yep, thanks, thanks for uh, covering me there, Evan. So, yeah, <laughs> the qualifying offer. Yeah, so – I think he could re-sign the A's probably two years anywhere in the uh, 30 to $40 million range. Um, and also another shortstop um, I think some people may not be familiar with from the uh, KBO you need to watch for is going to be uh, Kim Hung, Kim Hung Sung-Gong. Um, he's uh, 25 years old, bad 314 in the KBO with the uh, K- K-Room Heroes. He's coming over the MLB. So I think, he, I think uh, some teams are going to spend some money on him. So that's a player I would watch that could have. Uh, similar to a Tawny uh, type impact at the shortstop position uh, going forward for the uh, Major League Baseball. Yeah, I've honestly never heard of them. I haven't really done my research on the uh, players being posted from there, but we'll keep an eye out for that and definitely update if anything interesting happens with those guys signing. Um, I'm not really going to give a prediction on where these shortstops are going to sign. I don't really honestly have a clue. Um, 
uh, there will be some team that is like defensively like challenged at short that will yeah. you know probably pick them up like we said for a couple yeah you know 10 20 30 even 40 mil so we'll move on to left fielders now there are a bunch of intriguing options in left field um none of them really superstar power but a lot of guys that can you know fill spots very well at the top of that list is michael brantley he's getting kind of up there in age but the guy is still a great contact hitter you throw him at the top of any lineup and you know he'll probably hit 300 for you so that's going to be interesting you got brett gardner who i think will just go back to new york as he always does on his one two year deals um the next most intriguing would probably be Kyle Schwarber. He was non-tendered by the Cubs. Um, he provides a ton of pop, and I think there are plenty of teams that could look for a corner outfielder, you know, that'll give them 20 to 30 home runs. Um, other honorable mentions along with Schwarber would be Robbie Grossman, or sorry, not Robbie Grossman, Eddie Rosario. Robbie Grossman. <laughs> what a guy. Not yeah, Robbie Grossman, but- Eddie Rosario. Um, yeah. He was very good for the Twins in the past. Hey, um, hey, and Jerickson hey, Profar yeah. and Jock Peterson are all just intriguing. I mean, yeah. hey, don't forget U.S. Suspects. You could have that comeback here, you know, just, just waiting. Been, been out the last couple of years. Could, could look on a one-year deal, get back his uh, home run form. But that's, that's something I'm going to watch. <laughs> I, 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 don't enough, expect maybe. I, don't, I, I don't expect anything from him, but that's always a name. <laughs> Uh, one name you did forget to mention here that I think is definitely going to be uh, someone who's definitely going to make the most money, especially in the outfield, is definitely going to be uh, Marcelo Zuna. Um, had a monster year at the Braves uh, oh, last yeah. year. Uh, um, I, I think that someone who could – I think the White Sox will be an interesting team for him. Ooh, yeah. Um, Any really young team that needs that veteran presence, I think Ozuna really brings that. You saw what he was able to do with the Braves last year kind of be that kind of veteran presence for a young team and kind of almost get into the World Series. So it's any team like that could definitely help out. Maybe even a team like the Reds too. Yeah, definitely. He's actually listed as a designated hitter, so I didn't include him with left field, but he technically does play left field. Yeah. So, like yeah, I, I think he's definitely the clear-cut top guy, like you said. Amazing with the Braves. I think the White Sox are a great fit as well, like you said. Be a kind yeah. of older mentor to those young guys. And he might relate to uh, Tony Larusa pretty well, the uh, <laughs> yeah. the old guy. Yeah. So <laughs> the new skipper, yeah, no, yeah, that, definitely. That, yeah, it's interesting he was uh, listed as a DH. I could definitely see him. I may actually influence him to sign more with an AL team because yeah. I'm pretty sure MLB did announce the NL will go back to having the pitchers bat. So yep, at least he, for now, at least for now. So I, I could definitely see them influencing him going over the AL, continue that DH role, which he did for the Braves this year. So while he is technically left fielder, I'd, I'd probably see him play more games at the DH role next year if he's in the AL. Yeah, definitely. All right, so we'll move to center field now. This is a pretty clear-cut one. Uh, George Springer, he's going to be the big sign out of the center field position with an honorable mention to Jackie Bradley Jr. Jr. He'll probably yeah. have you know a middling yeah. contract just for his defense, really. But Springer, yeah. I know he's been rumored a lot with the Mets and the Blue Jays. I yep. honestly think he'll probably end up in one of those places. I really think he will end up with the Mets. Yep. Um, I have him – I think he's going to resign. I think eventually they will work out a deal with the Astros. I think the Astros may end up paying a little more than they'd like to for Springer. But it could cost them in the long run for free agents in the future line. But if, I, I really do think they will get a deal done. And actually may end up costing the Astros in a couple of years when they have everybody tied up especially with um, everyone else. They already got out. They already got out Tuve in a big contract. They're paying the Berlin's last couple of years and cranky. 
So I, I feel like they could sign him, and then like three or four years down the line when they have a big contract, it really could affect them uh, just going forward trying to sign future free agents. All right, interesting. I, I really haven't heard much buzz about him going back to Houston, so um, that would definitely yeah. – honestly, that would be like my first thought normally, I guess. It's like Houston would probably yeah. want him back, but yeah, we'll, I, th- I, I guess we'll big, see. Yeah, I think the biggest issue, especially with the – coronavirus with all the treatments waiting. I think it does give the teams that they played for last year a bit of an edge. So going back yep. to for players, maybe they would only sign a one-year deal just so they can get back to a full season, just get back to the familiarity. Because, like, it's 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 almost January, and you read that number, 12 of the top 124, and I think only maybe five or six were in the top 50 at least. So it could be a while. We could start to get around spring training. Guys may not have jobs yet. And they say, Hey, let's go. Let's just, let's run back in one more year. Give me 20 plus mil for a year and let's see what we can do. So I'll be interesting. It will be interesting to watch. He's definitely, I think maybe the, maybe number two, maybe maybe number three best batter available right now. Um, I, I probably have him as the number one outfielder available just above Azuna. So it will be interesting to see where he lands. Well, he's a guy who can do a lot for a team. Uh, especially if you have a lead-off guy who can hit home runs. That's French pretty rare, and it's pretty cool he can do that. So uh, definitely name to watch, and probably the same time tables of the other big stars, probably in the February, uh, right before spring training. Yeah, definitely. All right, so I'm going to kind of combine, just for time's sake here, the uh, yeah. designated hitter and right fielders because there's not too many yeah. in the right field conversation that are going to be too significant. Uh, the top one is Adam Eaton, who I think still has a little bit left in the tank. I mean, the guy has some speed on him still and some yeah. decent defense. I uh, could probably hit, you know, 250 to 270 at this yeah. point in his yeah. career. So he, he would be a decent addition as like a complimentary piece to a contender. Um, yeah. So he could sign with any one of the contenders that, you know, uh, remain. Um, and then DH, Nelson Cruz is the other big one. I think he'll definitely go back to the Twins. And I mean yeah. – He's 40, but he's shown no signs of slowing down. He's still hitting, you know, yep. ton of home runs not as a DH. So I, I think he's going to stick with the Twins and Eaton, you know, will latch on with a contender yep. somewhere. Definitely. Um, I think another name to watch, too, would be CLP. And uh, team I'd watch for also CLP, he, he does have the same agent as Trevor Bauer. So we can see where Bauer signs and maybe I'd influence you know, the same team. I, I believe they were both of the red that um, earlier. I know, uh, like last year. Or so, so I think uh, that's that's definitely someone to watch. Is you know, Neil Puig? Obviously, he's been pretty up and down uh, since leaving the Dodgers, but I think he's someone who can still maybe provide a couple hits in a DH role. And like I said, I, I think I think whoever Bauer signs, I could give us an indication. Maybe Puig can go there too. Yeah, definitely. All right, so we'll move on to the last um, free agent pr- prediction position: um, starting pitcher. So we've already got Charlie Morton, who was one of the top guys. He signed with the Braves, which is a great pickup for Atlanta. I mean, with the team they have now, that's exactly what you want to do. Sign a veteran starter that's pitched in the World Series, that has had success in the World Series, because you're pretty much already there. So you need that one guy, you know, that's going to perform like he did with the Rays and the Astros in the past. So that's a great sign for the Braves. Um and then I think when we're on this part, we should also just mention that one of the top starting pitchers in the trade market also went uh, Lance yeah. Lynn to the White yeah. Sox. That was a great deal for the White Sox as well. A nice 
you know, veteran starting pitcher on an expiring deal. Um, I think the, if he performs well again this year, they'll look to maybe re-sign him to a middling deal. But he has really resurrected his career with Texas. I remember when the Yankees got him and he was terrible yeah. for them. And, you know, <laughs> excuse me, he went to Texas and just performed. I mean. But that's a hard place to perform, too, for pitchers. That's definitely – yeah, the two ballparks they played in are definitely hitter friendly. So for him to perform like that, um, I think it could work great for the White Sox, a young team. You got you got to know Lurice is going to love that getting a veteran in there. So uh, exactly. definitely, de- definitely a good move for them. But I'll, I'll yeah. go ahead and start. Um, the biggest name here is definitely going to be Bauer, someone who is you got to saw a young uh, contender here available at free agency market. Someone just gave a five plus year deal, maybe up like like that, maybe over a hundred million dollars. It's kind of funny. Look at Bauer. He's actually doing videos promoting uh, where he could sign, which I actually think is pretty cool. Like that's crazy. Free, like I, I've never seen a free agent actually say, "Oh, how what if the like signed here?" Like he's actually wearing the hat right. of all free agency teams. Like that's actually pretty cool. Like it's pretty, it's pretty cool how Bauer has been open about like his free agency and where he could go. I think it's given something. Well, really has been a lot of free agency. But it's something cool for fans to kind of watch and track. So just uh, going from there, a uh, team guy I think has a strong possibility to be the Angels. You have a team here that uh, could be wasting Mike Trout's career by never going anywhere and not making the playoffs. <laughs> so you can see them maybe try to get there. The pitching has always been the biggest issue for the Angels during Trout's tenure. Like, if they got the batters. They got a Rendon last year. They got Otani. Like, can this team finally do something, or are they going to waste the greatest player of all time career? So I think Bauer could definitely do that for him. Oh, man, I, think I, I think I would put them in a similar situation once with the Astros. It could put them – in kind of a salary hell where you could not see them sign a couple, maybe not sign anybody for the next couple of years. But if they're serious about actually not wasting Mike, Mike Trout's career, this is who you should go after. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that would be the most, one of the most likely fits for him. Because like you said, the Angels really need pitching. And that's really their only weakness at this point. Um, another one that I think he could go to would be Boston. Because, yeah. you know, I mean, Boston's pitching has been just – I mean, I don't even know the word to describe how just god-awful their pitching was the past two years. So, obviously, signing somebody like Bauer would definitely be a start. And, you know, they're a big market team. They definitely have the cap room at this point. Yeah, they need a star. After the way they lost Mookie Betts, I think it definitely hurt the team. Like, seeing seeing a big market team, probably that top five market team, lose a star like Betts to to the Dodgers, I think, they need somebody, and I could definitely see that move happening. Um, this other other possible teams, basically been every single team we mentioned so far, the Mets, the White Sox, other teams that are willing to spend, hopefully get to the next level. So um, I think it's probably the most interesting uh, player to watch. So, uh, again, probably mid-February is when he probably will be looking to sign. So of all the free agents, I think it's going to be the most intriguing, and I, I really like how he's been approached it so far. Yeah, it's really been interesting because we really don't know where he's going to go. He's, you know, hinted at so many teams that it's just yeah. – it's just gonna, it's really going to be a surprise when he actually signs with one of them. Like, I know no, he yeah. made a video yesterday. He was wearing a Yankee yeah. hat. And I'm, I'm yeah. just like, you're teasing yeah. us. Like, I don't, I don't know what's going yeah. on. Like, it's like, I, yeah, I think he did one for the White Sox. I think he did, did some tweets in the past, like, oh, I could go to the KBO. So, it, it's just been wild. Like, yeah. He could, he could not have been the MLB next year, just joke. It's the one happened, but I, 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 was like, <laughs> I, was, I was really like I was having fun with it, though. So, yeah. Um, I, could, I kind of does draft him for our free agency preview. So, if you want to kind of introduce the uh, next topic we're going to go into here. Yeah. So, um, 
as we know, well, our listeners may not know, but the uh, minor league baseball offices have been dissolved. So major league baseball has taken control of pretty much the entire minor league system. And it is now being considered and, you know, grouped in with major league baseball. So like at the MILB had different offices, they operated their own league. It's now gone and controlled by major league baseball, which means there's been a lot of cutting and reshuffling of teams. Um, We're not going to go huge into detail about it, but I know that I've kind of been looking at some of the reshufflings and the cuts they've been making um, through some teams. I'll give it to you, Nick, to talk about your segment of this and what you think of the uh, uh, MILB reorganized. Yeah. Yeah. It's a sad day for a lot of markets, especially uh, some of the small markets in those in the pioneer league and the Appalachian league where maybe they're only a talent professional team. And like, you've got these, we're talking about these small towns. I know, like, look at Idaho, I think the Boise Hawks, I think they're losing their team. If you look at Salem Kaiser, the Volcanoes, they're losing their team. In the it, it really is sad to lose all these teams. And they never really got to say goodbye because minor league baseball was, didn't happen last year. So it's kind of, we knew this day was coming and never really got a good goodbye. So we'll be interesting when the league's like below that. Uh, we actually went up to high, so we can look at that dynamic. The uh, interesting, probably most interesting thing I saw was the Fresno Grizzlies, who were formerly the AAA affiliate of the Washington Nationals, became the single A affiliate for the Colorado Rockies. So you're talking about a, a, a stadium of 10,000 that's pretty good for a AAA level, becoming a single A compared to other similar stadiums like 5,000. So that'll be interesting to see will it actually affect their attendance and now they're at a way lower level with way less players or will it not still minor league baseball? That's probably my biggest takeaway so far. Yeah, so that's, that is very interesting. I mean, you're going to have that giant ballpark beef, you know, obviously yeah. not as many people are going to go see the single A team. Yeah. Um, that The Grizzlies, who were the affiliate of the um, Nationals, um, that's yeah. interesting that you say that just because so my hometown minor league baseball team, the Rochester Red Wings, um, actually just switched over to become the AAA affiliate of the Nationals. So oh. I know Rochester has a really good stadium, a nice location and everything. Yeah. Um, so it's just interesting that they kind of took over as the Nationals affiliate. Um, and also the Florida State League, like you mentioned, going down to low yeah. A, like I know the yeah. Yankees have the Tampa Tarpons and that's their like yeah. spring training facility. Yeah. And – I mean, that's a big stadium. You're really going to – I mean, I know it was a single-A stadium, but you're really going to move it down to low-A. Right. I don't don't know what they're really doing with this. I mean, it it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Why not – I get that it costs money to run all these teams, but why would you not try to make as many jobs and just keep as many of these teams afloat as possible? Because in the end, when coronavirus is over, they're going to make money. Sports make money. So it's like you said, sad day, very abrupt for um, teams getting cut. Uh, I know that the Yankees have been having a problem in with with this with their affiliates. So they had the I think rookie ball Stanton Island Yankees and the Trenton Thunder um, as affiliates, and they are now cut and not affiliates anymore. And I know Stanton Island was really angry about this and like dissolved the ball club yeah. and sued major league baseball yeah. and the Yankees. So that lawsuit is ongoing. Um, pretty much the Yankees told the Trenton thunder and yeah. Staten Island that they were going to be a part of their future. And then it's kind yeah. of the 11th hour just were like, Nope, sorry. See ya. 
and yeah. just kind of bounced. So, yeah, I mean, not I, I great. Not. not a great look for Major League Baseball. Not a great look for the Yankees. Um, yeah. For the extent of, you know, all the reshuffling of these teams, you can go to obviously MLB.com and they'll kind of explain if you have, you know, a favorite team and want to yeah. see who their new affiliates are, if any changed, uh, you can go there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, just one quick point on the Staten Island. I'm just, I did a little research on it just hearing about it. It's actually a, a publicly funded stadium, so that's the biggest problem. Basically, you, you use taxpayer money to build the stadium, and then you take a team away. There's kind of all that money could have gone to other projects for the city. They basically built this, they built the stadium for a team that no longer exists. It, it definitely does affect it. I know that there will be kind of Lower league, um, MLB is like the Fusion League and a couple other things. It's definitely going to be MLB, like what that league lower on. But there were a lot of teams that aren't going to be uh, part of that. And I know some independent teams actually got uh, picked up, like the uh, New Yankees, AA affiliate. They were a full Yep, the Somerset Patriots. So, yep, that's actually pretty cool. They have independent uh, leagues now parting, uh, part of this MLB family. But at the same time, you lost probably at least 20 affiliates that never really got a last season. So, uh, this is something we'll also monitor going in the future, kind of looking at uh, what could happen. But it's kind of something that's big and it's something that may not get talked about on the major platforms that we really want, that we're kind of passionate about. We both worked in minor league baseball, so it's something we really want to touch on. Yeah. All right. So that's going to move us on kind of to our last little tidbit here. Um, next season, I know coronavirus is still widespread right now. And the league has said that, you know, we are not starting on time. Um, I don't know whether they're going to shorten the season or what's happening with that, but we're definitely not starting, you know, in March when it usually does. So Nick, any um, predictions on when we're going to start next season? Yeah, definitely. I think it's really uncertain here. Um, kind of my advice is uh, for the MLB when to start, I think probably – uh, from what I've been hearing kind of news-wise with the vaccine, it sounds like most people will start to get vaccinated, um, the general public, around May. So maybe if the MLB wants to start like a, a closed-door spring training in April, and hopefully, I'd say looking for opening day around mid-May, we're going to get ballparks up to at least 50%, whether that be still doing social distancing or people who have been vaccinated. I think you can go from there. Uh, 162 will be tough. You may have to do some Saturday doubleheaders. Um, I'd say you, I think you got to, got to at least play 120 would be uh, kind of my thought on it for to get a full season. I think the 60 game, while it was cool, I think we all preferred more games. So as much as getting close to the 162 number as possible, and I'd say probably a start around mid-May would be uh, kind of my prediction here, Evan. Yeah, I honestly don't really have anything much different. That sounds about what I was going to say. I mean, anywhere from April to May, like you said, closed-door spring training. Um you're not going to get 162 in most likely. So 120 to 130, I think that's a good range. I mean, it's not the regular full baseball season, but like, it's definitely better than 60. I mean, I, I really did not like 60. Like, don't get me wrong. I was thankful to have baseball for the year with the circumstances, but I mean, if you're going to go play another season, you, you got to at least double it. Right, definitely. Yeah, I mean, baseball is a sport where you you know you got to have a large sample size. You got to have a lot of games um, for you know the divisions and player stats to kind of figure themselves out. So I think May would be good. All right. So our last thing we're going to talk about today, um, a little tease of what may be coming up on the podcast. So 
I'll kick that over to you, Nick, to uh, talk about it a little bit. Yeah, sure. I think uh, kind of the goal of this podcast would be to do kind of get podcasts out there, but we also want to do a little more content. Um, going going forward in the future, uh, we're looking to do some stuff on Twitch, especially the Out of Park Baseball, so be on the lookout for that. We'll probably uh, touch more upon it on the next podcast or put some information about it on the website. So look forward to that. Me and Evan have been going back and forth some ideas of what we want to do there. We've got some really creative ideas of what we want to do with the Twitch going forward and kind of what we want to use more of the website. So be on the lookout for uh, more information. Um, anything we'll, anything that, any updates will be on our Twitter, our Instagram, at 3BaggerPod. If you're here, you're already found the right place to listen to it. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, rate and review here. And uh, really appreciate you guys. Uh, I know it's been a while since we've done a podcast. Uh, hopefully we'll get Stan back out here. He's been uh, on assignment today, but hopefully we'll get him back here uh, for the next one. So I really appreciate you guys listening. Uh, any final thoughts here, Evan? Yeah, so um, like we said with the Out of the Park stuff, if you are a user of Out of the Park Baseball um, or know anything about it, um, research it yourself if you don't. And if you really want to, you know, submit to our social medias, our, you know, Twitter, our Instagram, if you guys want to see something specific with Out of the Park. Um, I, even if it's a crazy idea of, I know, Nick, you played with an idea of yeah. um, including minor league teams in a promotion and relegation sort of league. Just anything crazy that we might be able to set up with Out of the Park, you know, feel free to DM us on, like I said, Twitter, Instagram, and, you know, kind of submit that. And we can look into possibly doing it on another podcast. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. And as always, the future ain't what it used to be. Happy holidays, everyone.